Hey besties, welcome back to the hottest new podcast of the summer. If this is your first time tuning in, I'm Sabana. Hey guys, I'm Jocelyn. Hey y'all, I'm Chanel. And we are the new besties. (laughs) We're back for the third week and it's very much giving back to back in my Drake voice. Really bothered. <laughs> exactly. We're so excited you decided to join the game. And as always, we promise to make it worth your time. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to us for having healthy conversations and encouraging you to embrace exactly who you are. And if you haven't already, please, please listen to week's episode where we discuss developing confidence and overcoming insecurity. But since you're here, sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. For the very, very first time, we're joined today by two amazing ladies. Yes, y'all! Hey! Her name is Dominique. I call her, well, we call her Damo. Um, We've been friends since 2008, I think. I literally walked up to her. And was like, yo, you was a bomb dancer. Like, and she was like, who are you? And I was like, hey, girl, I just want to say you, you're bomb dancer. <laughs> and then ever since then, like, we've been friends. That is my sister. Um, she owns a business creative collab. She is also a DC educator. Okay. She's one of my right, favorite dancers. She's one of my favorite choreographers. She's one of my favorite people in the entire world. I'm not going to keep talking about her because... I'll start crying. So, everybody, welcome my sister Damo to the show. Hey, y'all. I'm excited. I'm a little bit nervous, but I'm excited. He was not nervous. I am. Why? I don't know. This is different. I never did a podcast. That before. is true. This is that's exciting. True. This is, that's true. This is super I like <laughs> Well, welcome, Damo, girl. Yes. We are so yes. excited. <laughs> yeah absolutely yes we can't can't wait to get into this conversation with you but first let me introduce our next guest um she and i met when in 2008 also we were in high school to be honest y'all lie y'all didn't mean no 2008 2018 Mm -hmm. 2018, (laughs) august 2018 like the first week of school or something we met in school (laughs) (laughs) Turns out our classes were side by side, but we had Spanish and English together, which is funny, right? But um, we had mutual friends. Uh, This girl, my first friend, actually, when I started going to high school in Maryland, introduced me to Blair because she was in my history class and Blair was in my Spanish class. So we kind of like all met there and quickly B and I became uh, best friends. And, you know, 80 years later, here we are. So... Um, besties, I just want to introduce you guys to my bestie. Her name is Blair. I call her B or Blair Bear. It's also my daughter's godmother, whatever. Period. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, welcome, B. We love to have you. Thank you. Hey, ladies. Hey, Blair. No, Blair, my friend in my head. We met the best. We can be we friends in real head. life. It'll kind of be in your head. Sabana <laughs> <laughs> didn't even know we met. We met the best. Right. <laughs> Welcome to today's podcast. Thank you for having me, y'all. Guys, welcome. We hope you feel welcome as well. 
<laughs> because we like to be lady lady. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so go ahead and let your hair down, pick up your feet. Um, Cause right now we're about to do some icebreakers. Oh, so just Lord. getting everyone comfortable, get the room nice and warm, ready for the podcast. Uh, the first question I'm gonna ask to everybody is if you were famous, what would you be famous for? Hmm. Hmm. This is a good question. Hmm. Probably um, reality TV. Really? Because <laughs> <laughs> I love reality TV. I would be on um, Housewives of Atlanta if they let me, if I had <laughs> the life for it. Girl, me too. <laughs> and I would be, um, me, Kenya, and Candy would be the trio. So <laughs> I like Kenya and Candy. I didn't like Kenya mm-hmm. at first. I like her now. She's better really? now. She is. I'm a more I'm more so of a Porsche girl, but you know that's me and Domo's girl. Okay, <laughs> she's funny. Even Porsche girl. I love Porsche. Porsche is my friend in my head. <laughs> if I was famous, hmm. yeah, for doing anything, I feel like for me it would probably be a viral video of me doing something stupid, <laughs> like me just like. Nah. <laughs> I'm like laughing and the judge just goes around like, oh that. you're the uh, girl <laughs> I can see that I'm yeah. screaming um I think for me it will probably be something creative so whatever that is maybe like like creating content or um just like creating art um if I was famous that would probably be like the highlight of my fame for me yeah yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. Like, <laughs> it's so much that I could be famous for. What's one thing? That's right. Okay, I'm standing from the standpoint of, um, I'm a creative as well. So like, it could be dance. It can be me laughing off somebody. It could even be me fighting. I don't know. I was going to say, your personality will make you famous. Just yeah, like, like, I don't if know. If you had a camera following you, yeah, I would want to see. But I will be on reality TV. I, I would do that. Same, I agree. They get paid. <laughs> Chanel, yours probably be reality TV too, because you be watching. Chanel, how about you? Reality <laughs> TV, like, I'm hooked. You are. <laughs> <laughs> this is a hard question. Um, I guess... It will fall under reality TV or <laughs> we all get a I don't know. I'm gonna go with I guess reality. Cause it's just too many. What know. show, Chanel? What show would you be on? Ooh. Uh... Love it, hip hop. I, I was just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Love hip hop with Chanel DC. like you do, but I see her on Love and Hip Hop. Love hip hop like a BC. <laughs> but I wouldn't do love hip hop. See? I see it. Me and Dama see it in your future. We're gonna <laughs> manifest that thing. Blake gonna be on Real Housewives and put on me. And keep on my page. <laughs> <laughs> yes, come on. I got famous friends, y'all. Bye. So then I guess the next question I'll ask is if you could be guaranteed one thing other than money, what it what would it be? Oh, because I was definitely about to say money. I right. definitely was about to say <laughs> some money. Other than money. <laughs> After that, what's next? If I can guarantee one thing, 
Nobody dies. Really? Mm. Really? That's deep. I'm trying to think. I don't know. I think I want to die. I think like when I'm, and I know that sounds so morbid, but like when I've lived my life, it's like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm exactly the same. I, Especially I like no when desire. you think like old people, they like slow and their body hurts. Like, just let me rest. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm saying like, if we could. Okay. Like if it was like, like a happy life. Like, like if there was no heaven and hell. Right, right, right. Okay. If right, we right, lived right. forever. Right, right, right. Okay, okay, okay. It would be nobody dies. Because that pain okay, of somebody dying, nah, man. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah that's a good one. one. I think mine would be um success. Yeah. Like no matter how my life is, no matter what I'm doing, it's my life is gonna end up being successful in the Great. end. Um, but I also think that's kind of like pew because it takes out like it takes the edge off of everything like you don't know like right now in life you don't know if what you're doing is going to end up being successful or if it's just going to end up you know going by the wayside yeah and so like that's the thrill of experiencing that but if you know you're going to be successful it's kind of just like I can put two two percent into it and I still know I'm going to be successful so I think it's a good thing and a bad thing at the same time I like that answer though I'll probably say happiness just because life is just full of so many ups and downs. And just like, I just feel like if you could just be good through like all those situations, like that's the goal. And sometimes your emotions just kind of (laughs) like get out of control. Like you can't stay like today's, I don't know if I can reveal the topic, but like, you know, just be at peace and all that type of stuff. So I'm just like, if, if that could just be guaranteed, like you're going to be in a good mood, good spirits all the time. Like that just, I feel like would make everything so much easier. Relationships, just everything. Yeah. Now, to be honest, that was kind of like my answer. So I'm trying to think of something else. Oh, y'all but- such <laughs> best friends. Oh. But if that's, if that's which, I mean, maybe you have different reasons, you know? Well, for me, it's like, um, so at first I was going to say um, a long, successful life. But for me, what good is success without being happy? So I think for me, my overarching theme is that like, I want to be happy. I want to be able to enjoy, like even, so for me, I travel a lot and it's because I love to travel, not just because like, I'm trying to be bougie, but but I love to travel. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I want to experience new things, like just being able to be in another person or space's culture makes me happy. Mm -hmm. Um, So then maybe let's take that. So um, maybe if I could be guaranteed, guaranteed one thing, it would be that I never stop learning because I think the more that I learn, the more capacity I'll have to be happy. Yeah. Okay. Period. It's these aces for me. Okay. Um, so mine's is, um, (laughs) like, I know y'all was all deep and everything. (laughs) What would it be? Buy sneakers the rest of your life? Probably. Get a supply of sneakers. For real, like Mikey, run me my <laughs> No, for real. Sneakers, like, that's it. If I had some bomb music, like with some okay. good stuff to it, like not these little one hit wonders out here that don't mean nothing. But, you know, some substance. Then, guys, I'll be good. I need some good music. The music okay. is 
thought mm-hmm. you was gonna say a uh, life supply of Nike. <laughs> you know. So this <laughs> a little lighter. Um, as a child, what did you want to do when you grew up? Believe it or not, y'all, I wanted to be a lawyer. Hmm. I did see you at one point. Yeah, I could see that. I wanted to be a remember. Yeah, I can see that. I could definitely see that. Um, I remember this is so funny. I was in church. I was, I will never forget this story. It's so like vivid in my brain. I was five years old and they had like these little, you know, Sunday schools where you, you would go um while your parents were in the, the adult service. And I remember I would like, I was like in the girls, the all-girls Sunday school for like girls who were ages like five to seven. So it's all like little girls, and they ask us this question: like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And so everybody's like saying like a doctor, a lawyer, a, a veterinarian. And they get to me and I say, I want to be a housewife. And I remember the lady being like, looking at me crazy, like as a five-year-old little girl. And everybody's like, what? Right. I was like, I don't want a job. I want my husband to take care of me. <laughs> and five, don't me. I was five years old, but I knew at five years old that I don't work job. I am a job. <laughs> and truly that dream for me has never ended i still at this big age would love to be a housewife are you serious like i i definitely think i can do it i at least want to do it for a year to see how i you know how i feel about it great your nephew will be over there you'll be a housewife i'm not a a housewife yet How's TT? Let me know. How's TT? <laughs> like, we're Dawson over his TT house. <laughs> wow, Dominique, at five. I'm still stuck at five. Right. Hmm. Yes. I can see that though. For me, I've always, there was one stint um, that I wanted to be a lawyer, but it was just too much reading. I just didn't Girl. like it. <laughs> when, I, when I saw how long school was, I said, oh, forgive me. But see, for me, I wanted to be a doctor. So the school part didn't really turn me off. But it was just like, you, you got to read and memorize all these cases from yeah. back then. We talking back like 1800s, 1900s. Oh, I'm good. But you got to pull it out like at the drop of a dime. Well, like this set precedent is not good. But um, <laughs> aside from that stint, I always wanted to be in the medical field. Um, when I, my sister was a pre, uh, preemie. So at six, I wanted to be a neonatologist, which is basically a specialty doctor for prenatal babies. Amazing. That lasted till maybe 15 when I realized like how much, like you got to go through, you know, undergrad and then, you know, your grad school and then residency and then like specialty, like, um, mm-hmm. that's, it's no, I'm good. Right. Yeah. No, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. No, along the same lines, I wanted to be a plastic surgeon because um, I used to watch all those shows on TV, like with people getting things like nipped and tucked and pulled and grown and all that type of stuff. And I was never disgusted. I was just like, this is so cool. Like, I want to be able to do this. And that changed right when I like my second semester of college. Cause then I actually like took into the magnitude of how much schooling it would be. And I was just like, I just can't, I don't want to <laughs> dedicate that much of my life to school. So yeah, I, I couldn't do that. But um, 
after I started working a while, that's when I started thinking about it would be nice to be a housewife. So it took me a little bit longer <laughs> to figure out I that, take y'all that, too. that would be a wonderful thing. So if, if my boyfriend t- turns into my husband, wants to retire me, like, I'll be very happy with that. <laughs> I'll make they it me, baby. I love it for us. Yes. Like, no, if you said quit my job, I would. So I ain't even about to think. Chanel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, always the question. <laughs> I mean, I wanted to be a journalist. Like, I wanted to be a ESPN sportscaster. I really did. I was like, oh, I'm going to be that chick out there on the court. You know that. You know our stuff new every day. And um, in high school, I was going to do, I went to a STEM school. So at McKinley, they had um, they had broadcasting and they had biotech. So I was really, you know, zoned in on the broadcasting part. But then my mother was like, oh, you should go and be a doctor. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to be a doctor. So I was like, you know what? I'll get biotech a year. So I did it for a year. It was really interesting. And then I'm ended up sticking with it and I hated it once I got to my senior year by then it was too late to switch to broadcasting so I kind of gave broadcasting up but I really wanted to do broadcasting but y'all know we all could still be what we want to be right that's true absolutely that's very true that makes me think of like Shonda Rhimes like she didn't start doing her writing and all that stuff till what her 40s 50s her 40s yeah yeah so it's just like it's never it's never too late Cicely Tyson too like her first role big role was like the 60s really I think so like in the 60s her first Mm -hmm. big role rest Mm -hmm. in peace Cicely wow guys everybody had really really good answers or whatever I'm gonna be like y'all when I grow up (laughs) I'm gonna be a housewife too (laughs) perk yeah that Yeah, that was fun. It was nice getting to know you guys. And now let's introduce our new bestie the week. Come on, Bono, who you got? Okay, so listeners, you already know that we shout out someone every week who we like and admire. This week, our bestie is Tiana Taylor. She's a mom, a wife, a choreographer, a director, an actress, a singer. Um, and shout out to the newest mass Singer champion um, and all-around mogul. We seized this. Guys, Tiana. Now, y'all know I love me some Petunia, okay? Because Petunia is, she is actually, and has always been, Damo and Chanel can attend to this. She has always been my WCW. Like, always. <laughs> like, Tiana come on TV, I'll be like, hey, TT! Hey, come on, let me smell her for a day. Anyways. <laughs> like, so... Y'all know what else we love? A long-lasting lippy. Y'all know we talk about this every episode. This lippy lasts as long as Miss Rona has, because Corona been here for, forever at this point. So y'all already know we have a special for the new podcast listeners only. Make sure you DM us on Instagram at Makia Cosmetics or the new besties. Tell us that you listen to our podcast and we will give you a discount on all of the lippies. Okay. Um. Listen, we try to help y'all ball on the budget. We know y'all like budgets out here. So don't forget, that's Seth. 
It's giving very much hot girl summer. But let's get into this. I'm to be a hot girl. I'm pregnant. I mean, pregnant and hot baby. That's how you got pregnant or no. I mean, baby. (laughs) (laughs) But today we're talking about finding your peace or peace. Keep the word play in the title. Um, We're learning how to be satisfied with your portion. Y'all, it's about to go down. Like, I'm really excited to have this conversation. Yes, me too. It's going to be good. So let's get into it. First of all, let's just kind of have some defining moments, right? What is contentment? What do you guys think contentment is? For me, it's being like satisfied. Like yeah. being good mm-hmm. where I'm at. Like I'm cool. Like I'm satisfied. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. So then what is the difference between, you know, contentment or satisfaction? How do you allow your contentment to keep you from being stagnant? Or do you become stagnant when you're content? I think it goes into like, kind of like being satisfied with where you're at, but also still knowing there's more for you. Um, So I think it's easy to kind of get into like a lull of comfort, but you always kind of have that mindset of every day, like I'm trying to be better and reach these goals for my life. So I think it's about being satisfied where you are, but also being driven. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, no, that's really good. Um, I definitely agree. I think some, the reason why I asked is because I think sometimes um, contentment can have a negative connotation. So people say, oh, I'm content. So I don't have to do anything when the reality is that you're lazy, <laughs> mm-hmm. like no, no disrespect, but sometimes, um, we allow our satisfaction to deter us from like, you know, doing more and being more. Um, But how do you guys feel like contentment is developed? How do you become content? I think um, it's developed by establishing goals for yourself. And then once your goals are are established, just doing like self-check-ins, Um, and that's like how you can measure it. So like checking in with yourself every so often, whether it's like weekly or bi-weekly and seeing where you are within your goals. So like, if I have a big goal right here, I'm probably going to jot down five goals in between that's going to help me get to that big goal. And then during my self-care check-ins, I call it, I'm seeing if I am actually putting down those five things in order to get to that big goal. So that's, that's one thing that I do um, in order to really just to see if I am reaching my goals, because once I reach my goal, I feel like that is going to, I'm going to be satisfied um, in that space that I am, I'm in. And contentment is like in different areas of your life, right? So you're not just content overall in your life. You yeah. have different areas like relationships, right? Your health, your finances. So I think, um, this is like a really wide range conversation. Right. So then let me ask you a question, Damo, since you just brought that up. You said essentially that like when you have like a big goal, right? Like buy a house and you come up with little right. goals, like let's save a hundred dollars and let's like invest this so that you can get to that goal. But how, like, how do you think that you personally develop those micro goals to get to the big goal? Like, how do you pace yourself? So I, I I know myself and I know what is achievable for me, right? So 
I used to do this like years ago when people used to say like, write it down. Or, you know, you see those little memes on Instagram when somebody's like, write it down and put it in plain sight and it'll happen. And it's like, okay, that's fun and that's cute. But me as a 20 year old, 21 year old girl in college, I would do that and wake up every day. And I don't see that big goal happening. But it's also because I didn't, I didn't put in the work in order to get that goal achieved. And so once, once I've realized that I'm like, okay, you know, we, we say we want to have all these things. We say that we want to accomplish all these goals, but how can I actually get there? And so I know for me, for me, I am a person that loves to procrastinate. I love to put things in the back burner and put everything in front of me um, that has nothing to do with my goal and be like, by the end of it, I am too tired to do any of this. <laughs> and so I really had to like, once I started my business I really had to see like the same amount of effort I put into going scrolling on Instagram you know the same amount of energy I put into my nine to five job the same amount of energy you put into your relationships and your friendships should be the same amount of energy you put into these goals and so it was a learning um definitely a, a, a lesson learned for me that I learned over the years but that was the way that I created like my five-step rule in order to be like a big goal for myself. Y'all, her five-step rule is bomb. I'm just, share. I love like even your path to get there. Mm-hmm. Girl, she wasn't always that way. Okay, I can say. <laughs> Don't y'all think I'm blessed. Uh-uh. Nah, but I, again, I mean, of course, y'all know Blair is Sabata's friend, Dabo's my friend, but just like being, we're not gonna make this episode about Dabo, but just looking at her, and she's supposed to know me that, just looking at her in her journey and how um, encouraging that is or inspiring. Like, I'd be like, dang, sis. Or she'll be like, girl, why you tell me running the business was like? And I'd be like, girl, I tried to tell you. Like, just having that you know, that around you is definitely something to be grateful for. So that's all I had to say. So then oh, in looking you. at Dramo's like, journey, how would you say that you've developed your contentment? Me? Yeah. Child, tears. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, honestly, I would say life. I mean, like, I'm 32 and I'm sure I have a lot more life to live. But from 18 to 32, baby, (laughs) okay, life lessons, like, honestly, learning how to pocket stuff that doesn't need your attention, learning how to, you know, put people where they are. That was a very hard thing for me. And honestly, I want to say I learned it within these last, honestly, learning it through COVID. Um. Losing friends, having different type of friends, having different relationships, having new friends, um, life period, being married, being a product of a divorced family. Like, it's so many different things that have played a part in my development and my journey. Um, Of course, I didn't understand it when I was in it, but it all makes sense now that I'm on the other side of it. Um, so yeah, my journey definitely has developed and it's still developing, um, because I'm sure motherhood is about to be a different thing. I've never been a mother before. I've been a mother figure, but I've never had nothing come out my cooch. I've never, 
you know, I've never experienced these nine months. Like, it's just, it's an ongoing journey. And I'm sure it develops different because you change every, what, three to five years, five to seven, something yeah. like that. So I'm sure it changes as you go along your journey in life. So, yeah. Yeah. And so then when you, when you acknowledge that you are becoming content or you have become content, how often do you measure it? Or how do you measure it? How do you um, get content? So for me, I'll go with the latest, I'll say friendships only because um, the friends that I call friends currently, like literally friends and not just saying she's my friend, but like literally being a friend and that person being a friend to me. Um, if you draining me or if you toxic or if any of those things, you got to go because you're messing up my, you're messing up my development. You're messing up my growth. Um, so I think it's just taking self inventory and taking what's around you inventory, your community, your life, what comes in your space, (laughs) all of that. Definitely. So you're saying just basically, um, so like Domo uses her five-step rule. You're saying it's just kind of like a periodic check-in. Like when I feel sure. for sure, for sure, overexerted or like, for sure, for sure. Okay, or if you start like, <clears throat> um, or if we're all spiritual. So if you start feeling your spirit, man, like feel uneasy, like you mm-hmm. gotta be like, Lord, what's going on? Like, what's up? Is it me? Is it somebody around me? Is it something that I'm scrolling on Instagram on? Is it music that I'm listening to? Like, what is it? And then go from there. Right. No, that's really good. I sound like somebody's mother. Chanel. <laughs> I mean, you are. <laughs> you acting like you're not. <laughs> mother. <laughs> Chanel. How has contentment developed? How, how have you learned to become content? Uh, do you think you're content I think I'm content <clears throat> I think I'm content but I want more yeah you know like I'm cool with where I am everything right now is cool it's fine but I know that Chanel wants more Chanel desires to have more and um, it kind of goes more like in the work part of my life. Um, like I'm very content with where I am, but I know that I can do more. And I want more. I want to. And so um, yeah, I'm content, but you know, I want more. So. But don't you think we should always want more? Don't y'all think we should always desire more? I do. And that's kind of like to my question that I asked earlier about like the difference between stagnancy and contentment, you know what I mean? Because I do think that we should always, even if you're content, it doesn't mean that you should stop progressing. In my opinion, it doesn't mean that you should stop progressing. It doesn't mean that you've arrived. Maybe you've met this goal using what Damo said, but that doesn't mean that there's not more goals to meet, you know? Right. Like, like I said earlier, is about continual evolution, like continually learning and like changing and progressing. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I don't think that, you know, it's a problem to like uh, be satisfied or to be happy with where you are and still want 
to do more or to be more or to see more experience. Yeah. So Blair, how about you? How have you learned to become content? Um, I've learned, honestly, through Christianity, <laughs> for the most part, and just like praying, knowing things are going to be okay, not like getting myself worked up over situations or where I'm at in life. Um, because prior to that, that was a big issue of mine, um, before I actually really started taking that part of my life seriously. So, um, that was kind of my first step in learning how to be content. Um, and now it's just kind of like a daily reminder of just being like, you're good. Like, although there are other things that you want for your life or for yourself or your family, like, um, things are okay. And if you keep working, you know, it may not look exactly how you want it to be, but it's going to be exactly what it needs to be. So, yeah. And how do you measure that then? Is it like you said, it's a daily reminder. So every day I'm looking at my schedule, my itinerary, my goals, my portfolio. Yeah. It's not like I measure it. I kind of look at it like, um, objectively, it's kind of like, no, just kind of being grateful. Okay. So I kind of like approach things with a grateful heart yeah. and that like, you know, I live here, I'm at this point in my career, I've, you know, paid off these debts or saved this much money, like, and I don't like measure it like, oh, I hit here and then I'm good. I hit here and then I'm good. It's just kind of like just reminding myself of what I've accomplished just makes me feel like content with where I'm at because I have progressed from places that. I've been, you know, and just kind of a daily reminder in that way. Right. No, that's so, it's so crazy that our answers are so similar again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I think for me, um, I've learned to be content by recognizing that the grass is always greener where it's watered. Mm. So like refusing to compare um, my grass to yours and just acknowledging the fact that right now I have grass. And even if I don't have grass, I got dirt. And if I don't got dirt, dirt and I got a bunch of weeds, at least I got a hole and I can, I can till, right? Until I get to this like luscious green grass that I desire. So kind of just like having that perspective that like, you know, development is one step at a time. And even what I see may not be what I see. Um, I think Damo said it earlier where she was like, you know, early twenties, you kind of have these big goals. I want to graduate college and it's like this organic bi bi biology teacher is blowing me I don't know how I'm gonna graduate if I don't get out this class but then you do it and it's like you get to the next class um kind of like we were talking last week um about building confidence where it's like you do it and then you can do it again and then you can do it again so like just having the reminder for me that every day that I water my grass it will become greener uh, allows me to be content and kind of like a couple of people, a couple of y'all have said, I don't necessarily um, have uh, like a concrete measure. <laughs> like I'm not like, you know, like checking boxes or like crossing things out or anything like that. But I'm like Jocelyn said, like I'm measuring myself internally all of the time. Like, and when I feel discontent, um, I search out that why. Mm -hmm. uh, so what have I exposed myself to mm -hmm. what am I surrounding myself with um, that's feeding this because I think that my mom uh, 
raised my sister and I to believe that words are, she used to always tell us words are seeds that produce fruit. So like, that's always been, you know, you train up a child and now I'm older, so I'm not turning away from it. <laughs> like those words have come back to me. So I realize that even if it's not just words, like certain show, I don't watch every show. I don't listen to every song. I don't, um, I don't really watch the news, to be honest. I'll, I'll go through articles, but I just can't expose myself to certain things because I, I value my peace. I want to feel content, not stagnant, just content. Um, but growing up, how do you guys feel that you established or learned how to cultivate contentment or what was your model? Well, growing up, I had no contentment at all. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Um, no, this is a safe space and I'm telling the truth. Like I had none. I didn't even know what it, like I knew the word, but I didn't know what it, living it out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I didn't know what that actually was. And um, so for those of you guys who do not know, who are listening, um, I grew up heavily into dancing, um, all styles, dance, um, I'm sorry, I say dance, <laughs> ballet, jazz, tap, African, you name it, I was doing it um, very heavily, um, dance theater of Harlem, Washington Ballet, uh. and so, you know, as a young girl, putting yourself on that level and that stature of, you know, creativity and art, when it comes to dance like that can be a lot and so dancing at a young age I was always right your teachers oh can you guys hear me yeah yeah so like your teacher's telling you no this is how you correctly point your feet or no your arms are higher this way or you're judged about by how you look right you're judged by how much you weigh and so me at a young age allowing myself to um be judged and criticized by adults as a young shy little girl um that really affected me in a huge way I was super insecure I would always compare myself to others right I wish I can get my leg up like her I wish I was as tall as her I wish I was as skinny as her I wish I can dance um hip-hop as well as her and so that really affected who I was overall as a person um so I was never content like I always either wanted to be somebody else or wanted to be um different from who I was and I think that affected me in a lot of different ways I dealt with a lot of depression and anxiety at a young age because of those things yeah 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 I was about to say I don't think I had yeah as a kid I don't I don't I don't remember if it was there, I don't remember. Does anyone think that they did? Oh. And isn't that so sad though? Because but to be honest, is it? I think absolutely. I mean, very sad. Absolutely, mm-hmm. because who teaches us? What are we learning then? Uh, well, I mean, what was we learning anyway? <laughs> but that's kind of my point. You know what I mean? Like, so look at all the lessons that you had to go or the the circumstances you had to go through to learn in order to get here exactly but I think the yeah 
Yeah, I think even when I was younger, I would see, and it's not even always like something that's learned because a lot of, a lot of the way of like who you are is just Mm -hmm. based off of your environment, where you live, who your family is, where your, what neighborhood you're in, what school you go to. So like, I knew that I always, this is so funny. Like I always want, I, at a young age, I wanted to be white because I saw the way white girls were, I'm serious. And that sounds crazy coming from me because I am like. (laughs) black power <laughs> right now and I, age, I'm like I'm black black I don't want to be anything other than black right, like, you right. Mix what no I'm I'm straight black right but like I wanted to be white I wanted my hair to be long and fine I wanted to be skinny and tall like the skinny white ballerinas that I saw I wanted to I don't know live in Beverly Hills and have my daddy that was rich. you know what I'm saying but those were the, the representations and the things that I saw on television and in magazines and yeah, yeah. That, that was what I wanted to be. Absolutely. So content, that wasn't Absolutely. even a thing for me. Right. And that's that's kind of what I'm saying. Because for me, I uh, I was in a military family. I traveled around a couple times. Um, but I was never really in a predominantly minority community until I moved to Maryland. So I was always around white people all the time. So all I see is super skinny white girls with, flat butts listen i'm not to listen white girls love you thanks for listening i didn't see i didn't see love my I didn't, I didn't and to be honest growing up i wasn't curvy and nothing like that but i i just didn't see my representation so even like you look at um like psychologists look at the black doll experiment like even children from a young age would attribute negative characteristics to darker dolls like innate figures right Mm. and that was really my lived experience where it's like dark skins when I was younger I was like "Mm, I don't know like we're supposed to be fair skinned right that's all I see around me why is my hair not long and then for me I remember I was in seventh grade and this girl she was like something like you have really big lips when I tell you I shriveled up like a raisin and that moment, I was like, what? And she was like, she paused. She was like, to be honest, don't do that. Like, it's not a bad thing because people pay thousands of dollars for the lips that you have. But the way that she said it, and because I didn't see, even though she caught it, she meant it as a compliment, because I didn't see it around me, I was so embarrassed. I was so, 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 so embarrassed. And it took me years to jump over that. And I didn't realize that was an insecurity that I had until I was in seventh grade. You know what I mean? Just because I hadn't been exposed to it. Even things like I pressed my mother out to relax my hair because all the white girls around me had straight hair. And you know how much damage I had? Like, I was so crazy about the creamy crack. Like if I had one little kink in my hair, I I thought the world was ending. Same. Now Juice will never know. (laughs) She will never never know a relaxer. (laughs) She will never know. Never. But it's just like, it's, 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 I mean, I can't say that there's any mistakes, right? Because we went through the lessons that we went through to give us the perspective we have, but it's just really unfortunate that we didn't have the opportunity or we weren't socialized to prioritize contentment, you know, that we had to learn how to be content ourselves. Um, But would you guys say that you are content now that you've learned it? I'm sorry, Blair. Can I add something? Of course, Blair. Yeah. So I was just, I was thinking about I really think that our society doesn't breed contentment in 
little black girls, um, women period, but definitely young black women. Um, right. No matter like for me and my upbringing, like my parents are like very pro-black, HBCU down, like take you to homecomings at eight years old so you can see the step shows and all that type of stuff. So it was instilled in me that black is beautiful, but you go to school and the kids pick on you for your hair because you don't have a relaxer or kids pick on you because you're thicker than, you know, other little girls and things like that. So it's just like, and it's not only just the kids, but it's just like they, them and their parents were brought up in this society to say, this is what beautiful is. This is what normal behavior is and how you're supposed to act as a black girl. And if you stray from any of that, then you're the weirdo, you know? And I just feel like, um, you know, that really has to take time and self-reflection to really get that because we're not set up to get it from outside. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But I honestly think that like now there's this push, this pro-black push. I think that we're becoming a little bit more represented in mainstream media, which makes me happy for my child mm-hmm. because hopefully she won't grow up with some of the same insecurities that we had. I totally agree that, you know, I mean, Tyler Perry is probably the only black person and Oprah that I can think off the top of my head who own like really, really mainstream black people who own mainstream media outlets, right? Mm -hmm. Other than the two of them, I can't think of anyone. So the predominance of our media is owned by rich white men, to be honest. So, you know, they wouldn't be educating women about embracing their femininity because what do you really know about femininity as a man? They wouldn't embrace um, to, and educate black children about you know embracing their blackness because what do you know but I think just with people like coming more so to the forefront my hope at least is that you know our children it won't take like our great-grandchildren my hope is that our children will you know learn to be happy who they are mm-hmm. but uh, the next question I have is do you guys think that you are content you think that you're satisfied now Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But just like, I mean, everyone else is saying like, definitely, I mean, I'm nowhere near where I want to be, but I'm, I'm happy with where I'm at, you know? So. So then how do you guys think that you um, stay content even when you're faced with your insecurities? So like talk to seventh grade Sabana, like how would you encourage her to be content with the way that her body's built? Um, even though she has that insecurity. So I even like using yourself, you know? Right. So, because I believe everybody has insecurities, no matter in any areas of their life, like whether you identify them or not, um, you, you have an insecurity, like whether it's like something that you try to hide when you get dressed or like, you know, the, a certain hairstyle you wear because you know, you, you don't like the length of your hair. Like it's, there's insecurities in d- different areas of our lives. I think for me, a lot of insecurities that I've gotten over, I was able to do so because I made a lot of positive changes in my life and I do a lot of self-affirming. So I definitely talk out loud to myself and tell myself what I am and what I'm not. <laughs> And um, I 
the positive changes, for example, maybe something as small, as little as like reading a book, you know, and, and replacing that with like scrolling on Instagram, right? Or get, setting myself with like some self-care time to really take care of me and my whole self. Um, and just like taking care of my health, like different things like that really helped build my confidence and really start help helped me to love who I was as an individual. And so like one insecurity I had when I was younger was speaking in public, yeah. which is really funny because now I'm a teacher. So it's like my job is literally to be a speaker every single day right. to multiple groups of children, which can be a really, really easy thing to do and really, really hard at the same time. You have kids that's running around, kids that are not interested in what you're saying, kids that, you know, are having a bad day and it's going to let everybody else affect be affected by that. And so you have to be confident in who you are and able in order to, you know, exude, you know, confidence and happiness and love in the yeah. midst of whatever is happening around you. And so I think it's a lot of um, self-affirming and positive changes that has to happen in order to feel that way. That was a good answer, B. I mean, Damo, she don't like when I call her D because my husband ain't D. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listeners. We hope you're enjoying this episode, but are you interested in starting your own podcast? Well, we have just the place for you. We use Anchor. Anchor is so easy. It's free. And most importantly, they distribute on all podcast platforms for you. That includes Apple, Spotify, and more. Download the app or go to anchor.fm to start your podcast. Now let's get back to the episode. As long as you know. <laughs> that was a good answer. Thank you. What was the question about it? Do you have um, insecurities and how do you stay content despite those? Um, I agree with Damo. I feel like everybody has insecurities. Like, I feel like if you don't have insecurities, something's wrong with you. Because <laughs> that just means you're fake. Because you know there's something that you're insecure about. It could be the a very small thing, but it's something. Um, for me, remaining, uh, uh, let me think. I want to say, I don't want to sound cliche, but it is what it is. Um, reading the word, like remembering and knowing what God said regarding Jocelyn and not only me, but my family, like my husband, my almost here child, um, my relationships, my friends, my life period, um, just kind of sort of on the lines of like Damo said affirmations, but literally not reading the words off the paper just to read them but reading them and getting them inside, like believing yeah. what I read. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I think that's been my journey because as y'all know from the first episode, because Simone put me out there, I'm a PK. Um, <laughs> but even being a PK does not mean that you know everything. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I think for me, I didn't understand God for myself until I got older. Of course, I would go in church. I was a dancer in church. So, of course, I would do these things. I would see things. But it's all about relationships. So, I honestly think that remaining 
content in that is lining yourself up, marrying yourself to the word of God. Mm-hmm. For real, for real. How about you, Chanel? Yeah, because she can't keep going last. She's been quiet for a good I gave you like a good Is you here, Chanel? Are you on the episode today? Oh, good. I let the guests speak. Good. But um, yeah, so I do believe, you know, everybody does have insecurities. I still have them. Um kind of going through one right now. This is a judge-free zone, so I'll tell y'all anyway. But like so. <laughs> Yo, your girl likes to eat, okay? She does. So being home has like messed up my entire diet. And because I sit down so much, I'm sitting down literally all day at a computer. And so all I'm doing is just, oh, okay, I'm gonna go make me some breakfast. And then I come down, sit down and eat. Go make me some lunch. Come back, sit down and eat. All I'm doing is eating and sitting down, eating and sitting down. And so I've realized that, um, you know, with my shortcut, you can see a lot with your face. When you got a shortcut, <laughs> your face is out there. <laughs> and my face started getting, you know, over on the swole side. I was like, oh. I'm not about to play with you. That is. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. It was. Oh, it was swole. And so I was like, you know what? I'm not cutting my hair again. Even though my barber kind of like messed my hair up. That's another story for another day. But I was like, no, I'm going to grow my hair back because this right here ain't it. And so my insecurity right now for real, for real, is my face being on swole. Like, Your I'm face is not even on swole. Yeah, it's swole. It's okay. not. Jay. Nigga, you was I just open. So it's like, I'm about to have a roll in my neck. <laughs> <laughs> okay no please please <laughs> but uh you know so you know my little long hair kind of you know had what i'm a little insecure about look at that look <laughs> like, i love a good 30 and she make you look slim child. Okay. <laughs> and so you know i believe that we still have insecurities and we still deal with them we never really i mean we may get used to it, but then it'll get glorified in another area that we never paid as much attention to. And then it's like, okay, well, I got this one under control. Oh, well, where you come from? You know right. what I'm saying? Right. So I think we'll always have those moments. Um, how you deal with them is basically you have to see yourself in another light. Like, you can't keep basing yourself off of what you see on social media because that definitely plays a part. And it's like, okay, you're not like everybody else. Neither are you built like them. So you can't go on here and look for stuff to help you get smaller when your body is not like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's not, you're not made the same way that they are. So it's not going to affect your body the same way that it affected theirs. Mm-hmm. So... You know, that's my little struggle, struggle right now. So mm-hmm. you will always have an insecurity somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. B, what you think? Um, you I need the question again. I'm sorry. <laughs> How do you remain content despite insecurities? Oh, um, 
Yeah, I mean, I agree with everybody. Everyone has insecurities, but like remaining content in them. I haven't learned how to do that. Like if I'm insecure about something, like I'm working overtime to fix it or I'm crying about it <laughs> because, because I haven't got myself together to fix it. So uh, honestly, you just kind of like act like it doesn't exist to me like you just go about your life do what you have to do and you know and just move on because you can't be stuck on your insecurities but I feel like if it's a it's an insecurity I mean I don't think it's something you can be content in um but at the same time it depends on what they are like I feel like if your insecurity is like weight which is one of mine and it's just kind of like you know my weight's fluctuated my whole life then it's just kind of like well, that's never going to be something I'm going to be really content in, but I always need to strive to like make the best health decisions for myself. So I feel good about myself, no matter what size I'm at. But then you also have insecurities where it's just like, well, I have to learn to not make this an insecurity. This has to be something else because I am who I am. I can't change what I laugh at or the jokes I make. Like I can't allow someone or something to tell me that this isn't right, you know? And I think that goes back to like reading God's word, knowing who you are and everything like that, because like that's, I feel like is what helps certain things that you can't change about yourself, not be insecurities anymore. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's the answers for me. <laughs> like, oh yeah. yeah, I like how you said if it's an insecurity, you can't be content because like the two of them contrast each other. Like that was really good. But so I guess with that in mind, what is your biggest goal? Um, and do you find yourself content without having attained it? Why or why not? So kind of like three and one. You know, honestly, I don't even, I don't think I've discovered what my biggest goal is. Yeah. I think for me, um, my life has changed a lot (laughs) over the last two years. Um, So I think just coming to grips with how life is right now, I can't even imagine what my biggest goal is needs to be and I'm saying it from the standpoint of or maybe my biggest goal is to please God yeah I was gonna say that maybe that's my, maybe that's what it is maybe like to strive to please him like not be worried or thinking about others um not even about myself but like literally lord what is your will for my life and how do I strive to get there like I don't think my biggest goal is anything materialistic um I think it's literally to please to please God that's like my biggest goal and what was the second part of the question uh are you content without having attained it so heck no no because I feel like that's a I feel like pleasing God is a part of our purpose like I feel like he gives us our purpose he gives us what we are what we're here to do on this earth and I think that until we get that which honestly if we want to be technical 
isn't until it's time for us to go to heaven anyway. Right. Like, right. Lord, I just want to see the pearly white gates. That's what it is. The interim, not just seeing, but interim. Girl, enter. I want to have my you mansion. Can get the boot right at the front. Okay. <laughs> I want my mansion. Give me my mansion. <laughs> yeah, that's that would have to be mine. That's so funny. I have the same exact answer. We're sisters. <laughs> my goal is just to live out my purpose. Yeah. You know, we're yeah. all we were all specifically created to kind of live out an assignment. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like we all have different assignments. Some people discover what their assignments are. Some people are in the process. Some people don't have any clue what, what an assignment is or and what they have to do with it. Yeah. But sometimes we, you know, in this time in life, this crazy country we live in. Crazy. We get so caught up in like our own goals and aspirations and seeing what others, you know, yep. that are, our age are doing that we start trying to do things that have nothing to do with the assignment that we were created to do. And so if I can just live out my purpose-driven life, like if God can just tell me like, you did exactly what I created you to do. Like, I think I'm going to be like, listen, I'm your favorite. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) like what, what else can you say to that? Like, dang. What's better than that? that. Right. Like I did that. Yeah. And so Am I content now? I think I am. I think that um, I know my calling and I know that I have, my calling is not just one thing, right? Yeah. No one's calling it just like one thing. It's yeah. multiple different things. Like you have, my prayer every morning is like, God, please reveal to me the gifts that I have not even discovered yet. Because sometimes you have gifts within you that you don't even know you have, right? You just like, you feel like you're good at this one thing. You're like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be really good at this one thing. I'm going to be successful in this one thing. I'm going to get a job. I'm going to have a family. I'm going to do this. But it's like, you have so, there's no limits when it comes to God. So like you have Ooh. so many different things that hold value to him and that you can discover within your lifetime here. Like, Oof. you know it's what I'm saying? Limit. So it's like, if I can just go beyond the limits and what God has for me, I think that is, that is what my biggest goal is. Ooh, and am boy. I content? Yes, because I feel like I am right now, me living is me living out my goal. You know what I'm saying? Every day you wake up, God has given you another opportunity to live out whatever assignment he has called for you. So I'm, yeah. I'm content, but that doesn't mean that I'm, you know, I have fully reached that goal yet, if that makes sense. Dominique to come back for the religious episode. <clears throat> oh, gosh. <laughs> no worries i'll tell you the date i ain't that religious y'all y'all know i, I Shut still up. Got that in me i still got a little ghetto i listen so to do i so do chanel <laughs> so do sabana i'm sure so does blair <laughs> i love a good right. ghetto town child hello <laughs> Show, let's have a good time shiny <laughs> but no to be honest like it's giving very much that part for me like that's that's yeah. literally I agree 100%. Like every every day I wake up and every step I take, I'm progressing towards the goal. So even though I haven't attained it, um, I'm okay because I recognize yeah. that I'm progressing towards it. Be how you feel. Oh, I can't wait till we get to the pearly gay show and get in there. Honestly, <laughs> like you know, <laughs> party. Party. <laughs> 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 
Blah! Hand me some food up there! Y'all are not gonna make my Jesus um, neighborhood ghetto, okay? <laughs> you will not. Ah, yeah, I mean, I just feel like I, I feel like I'd be forgetting your questions. Um, <laughs> What's your biggest goal? Okay. And are you content without having attained it? Why or why not? Okay, my biggest goal is um, always like to be at peace um, is my personal goal. Like I deal with depression and, you know, just, you know, having to take medication for it, like, and just everything like that. So it's just like, it's like a real, um, thing I have to work on daily to stay at peace. Um, so I just feel like, um, that's my goal. And I, that's just like a daily goal. And most days, it's fine. Cause it's just like, you know, I know I need to be active. I know I need to eat well, like all these things like play into like your spiritual, emotional, physical well-being. So, I mean, that's my just life ultimate goal, because that is how I'll be able to pour into others, have good relationships and just, you know, just be at peace in all areas of my life. And, um, like, do I feel like I've reached it? Um, not necessarily. It's a day-to-day thing. Um, but I feel content in that I know what I need to do. I have the tools, you know, that I need to, you know, make that something that, you know, I can sustain in my life. So I feel pretty content with just like, you know, I have what I need and it'll be, it'll be fine. So, yeah. Chanel. Mm-hmm. What's the question? Oh, my God. What's the biggest <laughs> It's a long question, right? <laughs> it's a Sabana question. Oh my god! Right, right. this is how she talked. <laughs> Why we had three questions and one? Right, because they go back to back. Drake boy, she be like, "What's the?" She be like, "What's the uh, color of the sky today?" But why is it that color? And then you feel away is that color? Go. <laughs> <laughs> because mood and affect matter. It matters. No. So I'm going to be having you thinking, okay? You be trying to put your really thinking cap to get these answers down, okay? <laughs> I had to write mine down. I told you I had my answers written down. I'm not going to have her answers now. She said yeah, earlier, we was on FaceTime. She was like, y'all wasn't going to, oh, y'all wasn't going to send me an arrow down the answers. I sure did. <laughs> Three hours ago. I sure did. <laughs> All right, Chanel, that don't mean Ooh. you don't answer the question. Come on. Right. I mean, I thought we were going to laugh our way out of here. But um, <laughs> my biggest goal, it's kind of the same as Damo's, honestly, to live out my purpose. Um, like, I want to be a, well, yeah, I want to live out my purpose. But I also want to be able to see the effect that my purpose has had before I leave. Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. So are you content? What? (laughs) (laughs) That's the second part. (laughs) Okay, let's get straight to it. I would be... It was kind of 50-50, honestly. Because I was like, all right, I see it starting, but I said I want to see the finish. I want to see the finished product. Don't take right. me away if I see the finish. 
But um, I mean, I would be okay though because I would know that I did start my purpose. I maybe it could have been just for me to start, and then somebody else come through and do everything else. So I would be content because I would have played my part. So, right, yeah. Um, so I got one last last question. Do you guys have accountability partners when you make goals? Like, do you do that? So like uh, using uh, Blair's example for, you know, like I want to lose 15 pounds. I need y'all to hold me, make sure I go to the gym, make sure I eat, whatever. Do y'all do that? Or it's just me? I um, do it. I ask for it, but I don't like it. <laughs> because <laughs> then when you start telling me what to do, I'm just like, yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> so, I mean, I might have one for like a week or two, but then I'll be like, you know what? This is my journey. Like, please. <laughs> I'll back. Let no, me, let me like, take my path, you know. She'd be like, listen, I just want to eat it and, and I'll get back next week. Exactly. <laughs> I think, but like naturally, depending on like how your relationships and how serious you take your friendships, you don't need to have like an accountability yeah, partner. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. my friends hold me accountable and I'm not asking them to. They're just, you know, making sure I'm on my, you know, on my stuff. And it's not being like mean or nasty or rude, but it's my friends really taking care of me and just being good friends. You know, like I don't, I don't have 50, 11 friends. You know, the friends that I've had, I've literally had for over 10 years. So like these people know me inside out. They've grown up with me. They, they know my goals, big and small. And, you know, they just want to see me just as successful as I would like to see myself. And so, no, they're not calling me every other day to see how I'm doing within my goal. But yes, they know that I'm putting in the work in order to achieve my goals. So I would say, no, I don't have like an official accountability partner. I, I don't like that. I found that it just doesn't work for me and who I am, especially because I'm a procrastinator. <laughs> so don't come for me because I'm, I know that I'm a procrastinator. It's something that I'm trying to get through. Right. You know, but um, my friends, my friends, they the goats. They be taking care of me. They let me, they let me know when I need to pull up. Yeah. Chanel, do you do, do you do accountability? Um, I'm gonna say yes and no. Like I do <laughs> to a certain extent. Like if I yeah, like if I'm going through something or whatever, or if I just did something that I wasn't supposed to do, mm-hmm. I'm gonna call <laughs> I'm gonna call Jay and I'll be like, she so what happened was <laughs> that was stupid. He'll be like, now why would you do that? And so, like, that part is like, okay, all right, I hear you. I got it. So, in that sense, yes. But it's kind of somewhat similar to Blair when she was like, um, you know, they be on you and stuff. Like, when it comes to trying to eat right, me and my little brother, we try to do it at the same time. If he sees me open a ginger ale, it's like, you don't need that. <laughs> you not going to take my ginger ale from me, sir. <laughs> He's like, no, we're not doing that. But he come in the house with a whole thing of slim chickens, and I get ready to smash that out. He's like, oh, no, I'm going to start tomorrow. Uh-uh, let's keep the same energy. <laughs> you want to smash my ginger? I'll do that. Don't do that to my baby brother. 
No, no, no. Keep that same energy. But yeah. Bona. Oh, why you put me on blast? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I uh I actually need accountability. Um because to be honest, like I'm really private. So if I don't tell people, I'm gonna just do she's gonna do whatever what I wanna do. <laughs> the bond is the funny. I need she be like, um, should I? Or Guys, I'm thinking. And Jocelyn be like, girl, just do it. Just, just do it. <laughs> I think, um, I think for me, I don't I feel like Damo, like the friends that are my friends, meaning the ones that know what's going on in my life. I don't need them to check. I don't need to be like, I need y'all to check on me. Like they automatically do it. Like they just automatically do it. Like, and they don't have to do it every day. They don't got to do it every week. But I believe that being king to the spirit is important as well. Like if you feel something for your friend or for whoever mm-hmm. that day and the Lord is like, they're he, they just sitting here or they're up here just send a text pick up the phone something but yeah i'm like Dama, i don't think i need an accountability partner and i'm not even trying to be funny i live with mine so right <laughs> been on this pregnancy journey he'd be like what do you know are you supposed to be in that you need to sit down are you supposed to be better now are you supposed-? so it's like i don't even gotta ask for one i'm married to one so i don't need it from my friends yeah i too. remember when you um you were trying to get, I, I hope I ain't putting your business out there. <laughs> you see my face? I'm like, <laughs> you I was trying, trying to get, get pregnant. pregnant. And I remember you texted me one Saturday morning and I went off with you. I was like, have you lost your mind? <laughs> like, have you really lost your mind? <laughs> like, girl, you're going to get pregnant. Don't let anybody or anything or any enemy distract you from the fact that you're Damn. not pregnant in this moment. Little did we know that entire time when I was going off on her, she was pregnant. So, right, <laughs> you know, sometimes yeah. you just need those friends to just call you out on your stuff. And yeah. even even if you don't want to hear it, like it's just for like, sure. Like one time, Dama was on a juicing journey and she talked about something she ate. Did you eat French fries or popcorn? Or pop, probably both. Popcorn. <laughs> I said, ma'am, who are you supposed <laughs> to be juicing? What is going on? Yeah. Or Chanel? I'm going to somebody's house. No, you're not Chanel. Stay your in the house man sometimes it's a good thing and a bad thing having friends as accountability partners that is true because i'm gonna let me do something one time y'all we not even gonna talk about it and i was like she was like let's go get out (laughs) that was good this was a good little combo that was a really good episode what new do you guys think that you learned this episode new y'all if y'all hear um a little girl that's Simona's daughter just don't pay her no attention <laughs> it's okay we love the kids she need to be in the bed mom life um Never what did I learn new or take what okay I don't know it's a lot yeah, it was. I feel like I learned about you guys. I met Blair for the first time. That's true. Um, and I learned a little bit about her journey. I honestly really like these questions because they were s- such in depth questions, Savannah. When I was reading them <laughs> earlier, I really had to like 
really think about like where I am in life right now and how I feel about it was kind of like when I was answering these questions earlier it was kind of like my own personal another like way of like another personal check-in with myself um just really reestablishing where I am in life and where I would like to go and the things that I've succeeded in these past few months and haven't really acknowledged because life is so fast so um I learned about you guys and I learned a little about myself through this process. So I just really want to thank you guys for inviting me. I was really You'll be nervous. back, was, y'all, for the mental health dude. episode. I'm not playing. Yeah, I, I'm not big on, like, speaking She's not. out loud. I am, but I'm not at the same time, if that makes sense. So this was you guys made it, like, a really comfortable and safe atmosphere for me to be able to do that. So yeah, I appreciate it. Guys. Yeah, I guess I'll, yeah, we'll have, you know, take up the okay. torch for the next answer. I feel I feel the same way as Damo. Like I feel like I learned more about y'all, and um, it was nice meeting Damo as well, and just kind of hearing her story and just kind of seeing the commonalities that we have, and just like because sometimes in life, especially like with me, like I kind of get my blinders on and just kind of like am in my own world, and a lot of things can feel like oh it's just me type of situation but it's just like it's nice to have those moments where you know you talk to your friends like you know we're in situations like this where it's just like other women around your age and just kind of like life experience and you're just like okay like this is a life thing this isn't a me thing and just kind of seeing how other people find their way through it is is pretty dope so yes yeah um my new for the uh, for this specific episode was um my our journeys like a new reality like a new I feel like like Damo said the questions that Sabana because this this is just Sabana that's how she is uh oh it's okay um I just feel like Bonnet asks questions that matter that are important to our journey and um definitely learn more things about myself that I didn't realize because honestly I didn't look at the questions so I don't really I didn't expect for these to be the questions but I learned something new about myself and honestly I learned something new about everybody although I've known Damo for I don't know how long so long I've known Chanel for what 10 12 something year crazy i just met blair and me and bonner and friends what, a year or two it's just learning learning people that are that are around you and that we all have a similar journey and i can't wait to see like what happens in that journey yeah, yeah. agreed um i've learned that um I've learned that another way to, um, different ways to measure your, um, (laughs) another way to, (laughs) another way to measure, um, your contentment and how to remain content and you know it's okay to be content and still want more it's not being greedy Mm -hmm. um you just want more for yourself and that's fine so yeah 
No, I uh, I agree with that. I think my take, my, I guess, biggest lesson learned is Domo's five-step. Like, I'm going to have to take that for real, for real. Because I have a, in my workspace, I have a whiteboard. And I kind of just write down my goals. And I mean, I usually start small and I have an idea in my head of the bigger, but I think it would be really helpful to me to like see the steps that I'm taking. Mm. Cause even like bringing it to school, like I'll write down on my whiteboard, all of my assignments. And for me, it's really rewarding to see it go from like 20 assignments for the semester to like one, right? So I think just doing that with like bigger goals so like buying a house or even like graduating, you know, my master's program, et cetera. Mommy. I think that would really be really rewarding and really helpful for me to stay motivated. So, yeah, I really like that. Thank you, Donna. <laughs> Listen, y'all, Samara's daughter, when she wants something, baby. <laughs> She's going to keep saying mommy until she gets answered. <laughs> But no, Blair and Dama, thank you so much. Thank you. For saying yes. Like, thanks, y'all. Y'all are bomb. Like, y'all was our first guest. And I'm not playing y'all coming back because. Yes. I felt that in my Shana that somebody needs to be. Um, somebody's journey is going to be different once they hear you guys' story about, you know, well, all of our sources are all been on the mental health journey, but. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We love you guys. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Besties on the podcast, do not forget to follow us in, on Instagram, subscribe to our YouTube, like us on Facebook at The New Besties, and follow us on TikTok at The New Besties Podcast. And I think we got a Twitter, don't we? Don't we got a Twitter, y'all? Okay. And Twitter is The New Besties as well. <laughs> come on twitter um, <laughs> y'all really just found out that we just had the twitter well Simone just well, ate oh okay twitter tweet us <laughs> um make sure you tune in on wednesday <laughs> make sure you tune in on wednesday for our next episode again thank you Blair and Damo for joining us we loved having you and besties, our listener besties, make sure that you invite your friends, your family, your neighbors, coworkers, your dog. Not your dog. It's a party. It's a party. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> we loved having you guys, and we're so grateful for your continued. Yes, y'all. Have a good week. We love you guys so much. Listeners, y'all already know. Make sure you tune in next Wednesday. We coming out with another episode. Yes, indeed. Bye. We'll talk to you next week. Just as a reminder, we are the new, the new best. Bye. Ooh. See you guys soon. Bye.